0: You're listening to 92.7 FM, WZBD, Burn, Decatur, Bluffton, Indiana.
1: Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Hager Hershey's Elder High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle. Once again, we're live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill in Dane. I think we've set a record. This has to be the largest crowd that we've ever had for a standard show, not just like a special with uh, lots of teams, but uh, give a shout out. Big crowd out there. That, Everybody's ready.
2: That is a live audience, I'm telling you. Lots of people listening online, both on the Indiana Matt simulcast and uh, on the streaming devices for WZBD. And, of course, everybody listening at home, we're certainly excited to bring you all the information that we have. And we're going to give you a rundown here of uh, the local results as we go through what Adam Central did at Yorktown and what South Adams did at Newcastle. But we're also going to bring you some information on who's going to make it in as the last team voted in in the team state portions. And I believe Mr. Caprino is uh, working some graphics for us. So we've got some finalists here that we're going to go through. And then we're going to announce who they are in later uh, parts of the show. So your 1A finalists in alphabetical order no, so that no the, one gets preference. Now, these results were done by Price Waterhouse, right? The little yes. envelope you Yes, on. you open them up. In alphabetical order, the finalists in 1A were Central Noble, North Miami, and South Adams. In 2A, it was John Glenn, Oak Hill, and Owen Valley. And in 3A, that was an interesting discussion in 3A this afternoon. Your finalists were Columbus East, Greenfield Central, and Mount Vernon from Fortville. And in 4A, it was pretty much either Perry Meridian or Warren Central. So those were your finalists. That's where most of the discussion went around. Um, If you're uh, one of those teams, hopefully you're you're tuning in and listening to see what they are. We are going to reveal 1A in the first period, 2A in the second period, 3A in the third period, and then 4A in the uh, overtime period. So we are going to give our good friend Greg Ratliff a call right now. He's going to give us some information on Team State in general host sites and all of that. We're calling them up right now.
3: Hello?
1: Hey, Greg, Rex, Rex Brewer and Dane Filling on Haggard Septon, Hershey's Old High School Wrestling Weekly. How are you tonight?
3: Excellent. How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing great, Coach. Hey, we just revealed the uh, last few teams that had gotten the most discussion today, and we're getting ready to go with 1A in the next segment, but before we do that, we want you to tell us where uh, all of these teams are headed for, um, for Team State on January 7th and all the details regarding those venues.
3: Definitely. So 3A and 1A this year are at uh, Franklin and their field house and their gymnasium. Um, <clears throat> we'll have 4A at Brownsburg, which hosted last year, and then the, the 2A state finals will be at Jay County High School.
2: Now, I don't know if you know this, but Jay County High School is one of Rex's favorite places on this earth.
3: <laughs> is uh, is there a reason for that?
2: No, it just is. It's his favorite place, and he's going to be there like six out of seven weekends in January and February. Paying rent. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm headed down to Franklin to cover the 1A state finals for Adam Central. I, I don't know if there's any room in, in your place there for us.
3: I will I will be uh I will be at 3A at Franklin as well watching you know watching 3A and 1A finals there.
2: Okay, so maybe we can hit the Willard on Friday night together.
3: That I thought that was understood. Okay. Okay,
2: good. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, coach um I don't do you have any comments about the the vote in process or anything you want to say about uh the the, the last teams before we reveal uh, it, who's in and who's out?
3: Well, it it's always a stressful it's a stressful process, man, cuz you you got you know all these coaches around the state and and you see, man, some of the buys of work these teams put together. And <clears throat> it's hard to sit there and, and, you know, we were clicking on teams and, you know, just trying to look who beat who. And matchups mean everything. And it's you never know who's in or out of the lineup. So, I mean, the, the discussions are, are hard and the decisions are hard to make. So it's, But it's fun to just be involved with this process. And there's a lot of deserving teams out there. So, yeah, glad to be a part of it.
2: Well, Greg, I thank you for all the hard work that you've done over the years, and especially this year as we prepared for the vote today. And uh, I hope you're listening in. And there's a lot of teams around the around the state who are listening in also.
3: Yeah, well, four four coaches will be pretty happy here. Four teams will be pretty happy. And thank you for being a part of it and, and making our lives easier.
2: So, for sure. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining us, Greg.
3: All right. Have a good night. I'll, I'll be listening in.
2: That was Greg Ratliff, associated with the High School Wrestling Coaches Association and uh, sort of the leader of the – Vote in committees for these four spots. And uh, Rex, before we get any further, I want to tell you that here at Cross Creek, if you are looking for a last-minute Christmas gift, you can head on over to the Cross Creek website, and you can buy some... Woohoo. Sorry about that, kids. You can buy some uh, template cards for membership and some gift certificates to finish out your Christmas or Hanukkah Shopping list. <laughs> give a shout out to AJ tonight, as he's home celebrating, and we'll try not to freak him out. We'll do we'll, that. We'll put it in there. Uh, I do want to go through before we head on to our first break the results of our weekend coverage. I was at Yorktown to cover Adam Central as they defeated McConaugha forty three to thirty. Saw some good things there uh, from the Jets. And then Adam Central wrestled pretty well, to be honest with you, against Avon. But with two forfeits in their lineup, it certainly didn't help them. Saw some good stuff from Maverick Dubois, who won in overtime at 126 pounds. Um, and Adam Central wrestled without Logan Allman. They lost 44-24 in that duel. But then the rest of the day, they go undefeated. They beat Whitco 78-6. They beat uh, Lakeland 48-27. to hand. Unfortunately for the Jets, they had to wrestle New Haven again. I think they had in their minds they were going to face Prairie Heights, they were going to face Yorktown, and in the end it was New Haven who came back to them, and they had just wrestled them on Tuesday, so they beat New Haven twice in the matter of five days, but it was it was what it was. At Newcastle then, South Adams picked up a nice win against Western Boone, 54-30. to uh, They won by nearly the same score against Muncie Central. I know Coach AJ is surely listening in tonight. Uh, they did suffer a defeat against a pretty good Newcastle team. That was 44-30. to And then they beat Centerville 54-24. Centerville, one of those teams that I think if they would have stayed in 1A, they, they, they would have been a team that was in contention, a team that at the beginning of the year was in contention in 2A despite moving up. Uh, but they faltered a little bit. I think they might have went 1-4 or maybe 0-5 on on Saturday at Newcastle, and then South Adams finished it up with a 58 to 24 win over Rossville. So I think the Starfires had had three wrestlers go undefeated, five and zero on the day, and, and looked pretty good.
1: You were at so Dane. You on Tuesday night you were at Adams Central watching Adam, uh, You were Adam Central at Columbia City watching that match. It was close. AJ and I were at Snyder, and uh, I got the sheet here. We can sum that up <laughs> real quickly here. Um, we interviewed Keegan Martin on the. Uh he did a nice on, interview. On the uh, Velocity Motors interview loft, and uh, I told Keegan Martin, next time you leave for a match, make sure everyone's on the bus because they
2: left half of them at home. And that was the story of that match. Well, uh, I was at Columbia City on Wednesday then, and, and Adam Central... Looked pretty darn good against Coach Blankolp's team, and uh, they they convinced me that they're a contender in 1A, although the results from Rochester this weekend, I had several people text me saying, wow, they look really, really good. They've got hammers at 106, they've got hammers up top, um, and they're pretty solid all the way through. They won their uh, McKee invite this weekend, I believe, and, and looked pretty darn good. So with that, the weigh-in section has ended, and with that, we're going to come back with
1: the first period and our first... Uh, reveal of the 2A? 1A. We're going to start a. with 1A. One 1A. One and with that, we'll send it back to studio. Steve Rouse, run a board for us here on Sunday night. As always, you're listening to High School Wrestling on WZBD.
4: When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best. Paul Baker Drywall. When faced with the difficult task of making arrangements for your loved one, many emotions and questions arise. What would they want me to do if they were here? Where is the money coming from? How much should I spend? Do they want burial or cremation? The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home can help you navigate these tough questions, make your wishes known, and allow us to make sure that your wishes are carried out. Call Ryan Hershey or Eric Zelt at 260-724-7167 to schedule an appointment today.
2: DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260 223 5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair.
1: Welcome back to the Hager Hershey Zelda High School Wrestling Weekly hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live at the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And, uh, Dane, I think the uh, overwhelming uh, audience that we have here tonight, uh, everyone seems to be really impressed with the food tonight. Uh, I had the shrimp, the uh, St. Mary's River shrimp, that were phenomenal tonight, along with some tater tots. My wife had the chicken little soup, and uh,
2: we were very pleased with our meal tonight. Uh, I'm on a four-week run of the pork tacos, so (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, well, next week we're off because of Christmas. I don't, you know, we talked about maybe having a Christmas Day show, but... (laughs) <laughs> couldn't talk our wives into it, so we'll have to wait until. Uh, I tell you what, I am excited about, uh, we had a lot of fun last year with a show, kicking off the Al Smith with uh, a, we talked about doing a show late at night after the seating meeting, but we'll be on the air, uh, 9 a.m., I'll be on the air, You're 9 a.m. on day one of the Al Smith with the seeds in front of me and up-to-date brackets and interviews with some Mishawaka people and different coaches from that 32-team tournament, and then that'll lead us right into the start of wrestling. So that'll be a good show in place of of going on Christmas. Hey, I want to tell you that nobody handles screen printing and apparel like Team Montraware in Bluffton, providing high-quality and creative apparel for South Adams football, Belmont Wrestling, many others in our area. Team Mantra takes all the work coaches and volunteers used to do taking orders and collecting money, and they do that work for you. Set up an online store and let the local experts at Team Mantra take care of the rest From custom designs to a wide array of apparel and gear, Team Mantra is your home for all your apparel needs.
1: And, Dane, I was amazed at how easy our online store was to set up when we put out the uh, high school wrestling weekly attire. And we are going to do that. uh, We'll probably open that back up in about two weeks so that we'll be able to get some orders in so some of our long-distance guests, we can do some deliveries down to the state finals.
2: Yeah, Team Mantra did the the Paul Gunsett shirts. Uh, to raise money for, for Coach gunsett and I heard that someone came and picked his up all the way from Wyoming <laughs> last week, and that is uh, Mr. Travis Thatcher, a okay. two-time uh, medalist for the Belmont Braves, was in town and, and picked up his shirt. So without further ado, we are going to announce the 12th team in the 1A field for Team State on January 7th, and it's the South Adams Starfires. And we are... We are, oh, we're getting a happy dance over there. Woo! Yeah. One, the one of the oldest members in the crowd uh, doing the happy dance over there, Coach Harry Humble, Humble Bumble. We are joined now by the head coach of the South Adams Starfires, Mr. Jesse Gaskell.
5: Hey, thanks for having us, guys. It's been a How do you know to show day? up? <laughs> Did he just show
2: up because he knew something was happening? Well, I told him, I said, now listen. If you guys don't get voted in, I'll text you so that you don't have to be here and be all mad or embarrassed. But why would you not come anyways,
1: right? Well,
2: you guys have been working hard on this. This is something that you've had in your minds from fielding a full lineup last year at sectionals to um, the vote-in in in the spring when you guys were the highest point total that wasn't automatically qualified and Winamac got in over you guys. And then you took some steps, I think, in between that time and the start of this season. And I think you lived up to the expectations that you set for your
5: team. Yeah. No, it's definitely been, um, yeah, yeah, getting the, the result today has um, been a long day just waiting to, to hear. I know our guys have put in the first three, four weeks of the season have just been a meat grinder. And, um, you know, taking some of those lumps from tough teams like Delta and Belmont, um, even on these freshman guys can be discouraging um but one thing uh, just as a coach one thing that's been incredibly incredible to see from our guys is they come after those losses and it's like man i feel like i could go against anybody and i I, you know in eight years i I have never had a class um with so many young guys that wrestle above their years and so um, yeah, we're super thankful for the opportunity and um, just really passionate about this, this group of guys that we have.
2: Now, if you're a first-time listener to our show or you haven't heard us talk much about South Adams this year, I think you guys have 10 freshmen, is that right? Yeah.
5: Is it 9 or 10? In, in starting, starting in the lineup, we got 6 uh, normally at all times, so 6 to 7. And so, you know, and
2: we're going to talk about this a lot tonight, but looking at your schedule, and I've got in front of me, You guys set forth a schedule that included, and granted, you know, this is true for every team, and we talk about this in football sometimes. Your conference schedule you can't change. But you guys went out and scheduled Daleville, a 1A team state team last year. Mm -hmm. Delta, a team absolutely on the rise. Yeah. You answered the call when Belmont called and said, We want a duel. You have Cowan on your schedule, and then you picked up Newcastle last no two years ago three years ago Mm -hmm. and that's it you were expecting to see cascade there they moved Mm -hmm. on to somewhere else but uh centerville was there newcastle's a team that's had some some discussion like you did everything that you could to say we're either going to lose these matches and and knock ourselves out or we're going to prove that we
5: belong there yeah no it's definitely been a rise of the uh competition that we've we've hoped for and um you know trial by fire Learn the hard way if we have to. Um, you know, our guys aren't stupid, but they're willing to hit a wall and just keep running back at it to knock it over. And so um, we're, we're thankful that we've been able to compete against those teams. And um, somebody made a comment uh, to us after the Belmont, and, and that's a that's a loaded lineup. Uh, but they said, hey, that, that duel wasn't on accident. And, you know, looking at looking at Delta, looking at Belmont, those duels weren't on accident. I think it really was preparing our guys for – and we've got tough – tough matches coming ahead. We're going to have Garrett later in the the year. We've got ECIC this weekend. Um, it's just, it's all around tough competition, but I think our guys are hitting the stride of it woke up early. So,
1: you know, coach, uh, Dane and I had talked early in the season that, uh, you know, if you're wrestling Bluffton, who's already the team that's in mm-hmm. and you handle them pretty easily in that uh, ACAC duels. And then we had the the big duel mate against Cowan the other night. And you know, I brought a shirt with a Starfire on it, and I brought a shirt with a Cowan Blackhawk on it, and I hung them on a the rail there, and I didn't know who to wear, so I'm going to put it on for the winner. And I didn't know who I was going to put on until the very last match. And you guys come down and get beat by one point. That pretty much, I think, sealed the deal. I looked at Dane, and it's like, I think I know who your vote is for by um,
5: wrestling Cowan that tough, you know, losing by a point. Sure. And, and you know, putting, putting you've mentioned those, those young guys, putting young guys in positions where it's like, we're not going to put, the entire duel on Nathan Plattner that ended that match. Yeah. But when we're down by one point and it does come to him, and that's the kid that said two weeks ago, I'm not scared of anybody. That's exciting. <laughs> and
1: and you, you had another kid that said, I'm sick. I'm not going to wrestle tonight. The match is close. And he says, I'm going to wrestle, Coach. Yeah. The kid's sick the whole day. Yep. He comes out, went under we're young freshman wrestled out of his mind
5: sure. and uh, gets you a win and gets you that much closer to winning that match. Yeah. No, we, we would have definitely loved you to have that South Adams shirt on and, and, and the <laughs> night to go different. But, um, again, just thankful for the opportunity. And I don't think you mentioned yesterday's results. Um, going into that, that last match with, uh, Newcastle as well. We were right there where it's like, oh man, this is this has the potential of being a one a one match, uh, you know, a, a one final match to to decide the duel. Um, and I, so I don't think we're I don't think we're done. You know, I think if anything, we're hitting the right stride and to yeah, be so invited in, it's like, how does oh.
2: your how does your season change now? You you look at Friday, ECIC, you've got that pressure off your back. You know where you're going now mm-hmm. on January seventh, but you've got teams like Bluffton again. Centerville, a team that you already know, uh, Jay County, one of the top 15 teams in the state as far as I'm concerned, regardless of class. Uh, you get to see Newcastle again, and
5: you've got a really good Oak Hill team. I mean, that's a, that's a good tournament. It is, yeah. And, and you know, to be able to do some more, looking at our, line, or our uh, schedule, it's going to be a lot of individual stuff from here on out. Um, so to do Team State as a team together um, to compete at the duels is going to be exciting, but i 'm um, excited to see these guys wrestle in an individual bracket um, on a duel when we can create, create some momentum and have that snowball effect' it's really really fun um, to see him in an indiv- individual bracket 's going to be exciting as well
1: No I want to give a shout out to coach Abbott as uh, he came up and you know that was a match that got moved from Thursday to Wednesday and was able to make that still happen but uh, he 's got a solid squad, but he had some freshmen in the lineup too, and mm-hmm. some of his freshmen wrestled really wrestled up to task and I think the the match started off between Silas Loshi and his son uh Levi yeah Levi Abbott and that's like that was a great match and that's a 50-50 match I going in I I didn't know if that was a match Silas was going to win or not and he he dominated him
5: sure yeah like I mean Levi is ranked 17th on, on purpose and for a reason and so um yeah I think that was an interesting we needed we needed momentum to start early in that duel and um, getting that win for Silas was a confident, confidence booster for him and the team as well. Um, so, yeah, we're super thankful, man. This is exciting. I, mean, I work with a great group of coaches. Um, Barry speaking into their heads and hearts. That's, that's crucial in these freshmen to give them ideas to hope for and dream for as they're starting their high school career out.
2: Now, logistically, how did you handle the fact that you didn't know whether or not you were going to get in? I know this is a new feature for Team State, something that Greg and I have talked a lot about. Um, in your opinion, you had a full schedule set up, right? Mm-hmm. And so you had a backup plan. Now you'll back out of East Noble your tournament, yeah. which is going to be the same day. Exactly. Um, yep. How did your athletic director handle that? What did you think about that? that as a coaching staff? Is that something that other teams
5: should consider doing that are on the bubble year after year? Yeah, yeah, definitely fill fill your schedule as if you're you're not guaranteed anything. But uh, preach to your guys uh, weekly, daily, what we're really training for. Um, that's been the goal since since day one. Is hey, we got we got to get in this consideration. We got to scrap like it's it's not just going to be given to us. And um, but yeah, so definitely fill your schedule and then I don't know. I think when the time comes, just be upfront and honest that this is this is a goal that we've got. Mm-hmm. Individual tournaments will be throughout the rest of the season, but. Um, this is our team goal so now
1: here here's the problem congratulations you've made your way into the tournament now you gotta wrestle all those teams that are really tough
5: 100 yeah, yeah. It, it's not yeah. it's
1: not hey i'm in and i no. just get to coast you exactly. come in and, and you can take a lumpen yeah true.
2: you take a look at that rochester lineup and like you've seen adam central's lineup and they beat you guys by 18 24 something like that mm-hmm. but like Rochester look, right now looks maybe twelve eighteen points better than Adam Central exactly. at least like exactly. that's that's a heck of
5: a a heck of a matchup. Yeah, yeah. It, no, and we I mean we got a couple guys still getting into position um, to get into position that they want to wrestle the rest of the season, and so hopefully we can make that happen.
2: Now looking forward to next year already. I feel like with the lineup that you got <laughs> and the youth that you guys have, you may be resting a little bit easier next year yeah. heading into the season because. I think you've got a team together that's probably an automatic qualifier
5: next year. Yeah, and and thankfully, you know, the work that Robert's doing at the middle school program, when that season shifts to, to middle school starting, we've got some really, really tough eighth graders coming up.
2: Now, did you notice on Wednesday that we went with the better-looking uh, post-match guest
5: for our you post You did. <laughs> that was great. And we handed over smart the... Smart move. Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we understand. Robert understands which side of bread's buttered on. That's yes. right. No. Yeah.
5: Oh, he's got
2: a face for radio, too, so that's good. <laughs> well, Coach, we thank you for coming on, and uh, we certainly invite you to sit in and maybe add in your comments to uh, our upcoming guests. But we're going to send it back to the studio, and when we come back, we are going to reveal the two-way uh, last team in.
4: Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a 5-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur.
6: Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday, where you get the best savings. Come
4: on guys, it's where your friends shop. Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Byrne and Markle.
7: Hi, it's Jessie from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week.
1: Welcome back to the Hegger Hershey's Elder High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill is rocking the night, Dane. I would like to thank... uh, the DeKalb group, group for coming down as uh, Tanner Bowman and his people came down here, got here early, and uh, big thumbs up from Tanner down there. And uh, we made our way to the second period now, Dane, and uh, you're ready to reveal another team that has made it in, that's won the lottery, the lucky ping-pong ball draw?
2: Absolutely. Before we do that, we want to tell you about the uh, the Fort Wrestling Facility. I talked to Andy earlier today, and the Fort Wrestling Club is getting ready to start up here after... Uh, January 1st, they're going to be wrestling on Mondays and Thursdays, coached by Nick Duke. That's going to be run from 5.30 to 6.30. It's going to begin on January 9th, going to run all the way to February 23rd, Uh, $100 for the entire uh, season. You're going to get a shirt along with that, and uh, they're going to do all those types of things. Fort Hammers is still going to meet Mondays and Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.00. And uh, if you're in the Fort Wayne area and you're looking for a place for your young wrestler to uh, get some training as we head into the uh, middle school season, which will start here after January, and, of course, ISWA season in March, Fort uh, Fort's a, a great place to do that.
1: All right, Dane, time to reveal
2: yeah. class number two. Our 2A finalists were John Glenn, Oak Hill, and Owen Valley. And I can tell you from uh, being on the committee, this is not an easy one. And it was certainly the one that required the most discussion. But for the first time ever, the Owen Valley Patriots are going to be headed to Team State and are going to be one of the 12 teams that are in. And we are lucky enough to be joined by head coach Steve Spicer. Coach, congratulations.
8: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: So tell us a little bit about your team and uh, exactly what you think it was that uh, pushed you guys over the hump and got you into this tournament.
8: Yeah, so um, our team is made up of three seniors, uh, five juniors, four sophomores, and two freshmen, as far as our starting lineup goes. Um, we returned seven returning regional qualifiers from last year, and then four semi-state qualifiers. Um, our current record is 11-2. and two. Um, and I think one thing that's really helped us get the bid um, and even get noticed last year um, was our strength of schedule. Um, you know, this year, our big wins have been against Floyd Central, uh, Ben Davis and Bishop Chittard. Um, so we had two tough losses against Tarot South and Cascade, which obviously are both going um, to team stayed in their respective class. So, um, yeah, this has been a goal for two years now. Um, we're excited to have the opportunity.
2: And, you know, it's a unique uh, setup in that teams are – some teams are vying for the spots openly and other teams are just going to let their work, you know, you know, show for them. But I know one team that was really vying for a spot was Bishop Chitard in the early going, and then you guys beat them. And I think, you know, each win that you pull over a team who's also competing for that spot, that, that says a lot about uh, the body of work that you put forward.
8: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I would argue um... – that's why we didn't get in last year. Um, we were trying to buy for that spot. Monrovia is trying to buy for that spot. Um, we had a head-to-head duel at Cascade, and, you know, they came away um, three points over us, and they got the bid. So, uh, yeah, that's a huge part of the Team State bid-in process.
2: Yeah, and I remember that vote vividly last year, and it was like, you know, Monrovia beat you guys, but you felt like, hey, we're actually better than them. It just was on that day we lost, and... You know, Monrovia ended up getting the bid. They didn't do so well in 2A Team State last year. And I know I talked to a couple of coaches who were like, I think Owen Valley would have competed last year. So I'm really excited for you guys to, to get this bid this year.
8: Thank you. We're excited as well.
2: So tell us a little bit, you know, you guys have never been to Team State. Uh, what kind of things are you guys planning on doing now that you know that you're in to get your kids and your community and your school pumped up for it?
8: Um, So, as far as a team, we do have more flexibility as far as our lineup goes. Um, You know, last year, arguably maybe even tougher as far as having, you know, guys that could score against any team or anybody. Um, But there's a less drastic um, drop from our varsity to JV guys now. So, you know, being able to, if we do our job as far as coaches researching the teams that we're wrestling, um, we can bump around and just, you know, have more freedom in our lineup. Um, You know, I'm already reaching out to, People in the community, um, trying to get fan buses up to Jay County, um, and you know, do my part to just sell it, sell it to the program. Again, this has been a a goal for the entire program for the past two years. So now doing it, you know, brings some extra work on my part, but that's that's what it's all about.
1: So, Coach, this is Rex. We're someplace down in Southern Indiana. Is there a group of guys hanging around the uh, the radio or the internet, uh, hoping that they get, made
2: it in? That just had a big roar go over the crowd.
8: Hey, my phone's blowing up right now as we talk.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, we're a bunch of northerners up here, and we don't know much about Owen Valley. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your school and where you're located and uh, some of your wrestling history?
8: Yeah, so Owen Valley um, is in Owen County, Um, so Spencer, Indiana. Uh, We're the only high school that's in Owen County. Um, but So this is my fifth year at Owen Valley. When I started five years ago, there were six guys on the team. Owen Valley itself actually has a pretty um, rich wrestling history. It's just maybe from like late 2000s to now that it is kind of you know, bleak. Um, my assistant is Casey Bybee, who's actually a state qualifier from Owen Valley. Um, so there, there is a rich history. We've had one state champ, Matt Moran. Um, but again, to revamp it and get there's, there's a new energy behind the program. So we're really trying to just build and get as many guys in. Into the program as
2: we can. Well, you guys have certainly built up a body of work, and, you know, sometimes for, you know, if you want to mention the faults of the Team State tournament, it's tough to invite a team that doesn't have a whole lot of history and, and hasn't proven itself. Uh, for you guys, a team that I think you guys have one sectional all time in your history in wrestling?
8: It's actually two. Two, yeah, okay.
2: It's two. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, it's hard for people to say, oh, well, Owen Valley, yeah, they deserve to be in. Um, but getting in once and then showing what you guys have got uh, I think might pave the way for, for future visits.
8: Absolutely, that's our plan.
2: So tell us, uh, tell us a few individuals that uh, we should know as uh, Rex is going to be able to uh, call some Owen Valley matches here in a couple weeks.
8: Yeah, so Eli Collier, he's a junior at 113. He's a semi-state qualifier from last year, at 106. Um, we might even see him at 106 for Team State. Um, he's currently, I think, 10-4. and four. Um, and, of course, all his four losses are at 113. Um, but Branson Weaver um, at 138, also semi-state uh, qualifier returner, currently 16-0. Um, he beat Kelby Glenn yesterday at the Bo Henry in the finals. Uh, we have Eli Henshaw at 220. He's currently ranked 10th in the state um, with a couple of big wins. And then Bryce Mills at heavyweight, who's also a semi-state qualifier from last year.
2: Now, you guys are also involved in one of the big holiday tournaments uh, around the state. Tell us a little bit about, have you guys gone to North Montgomery before?
8: No, so we're actually in Mooresville Holiday oh, classes.
2: Mooresville, sorry.
8: Yeah, so we went, we've gone in the last couple of years. Uh, I'm super excited about this year, especially the teams expanding to 32 from 24. Um, I mean, there's some great teams and programs, um, some individual wrestlers. So I'm super excited about that.
2: So you guys will see Delta, any other 2A Team State teams there?
8: Um, No, I think Delta's the only one.
2: You guys will get a little bit of payback on Monrovia, maybe?
8: Hopefully, we get some (laughs) head-to-heads. So actually, Team State falls on the day that we would actually wrestle Monrovia. We go to the Monrovia duels on January 7th. Um, So we'll have to miss out on our redemption this year. (laughs)
2: I got you. Well, maybe that's uh, a little bit of payback. You can call them tomorrow and say, hey, uh, we can't come (laughs) to your tournament. Uh, We're going to be headed to Team State. That's right. Well, Coach, we thank you for joining us on our show, and uh, we look forward to meeting you in a few weeks, and uh, we certainly invite you to do a little in-between round interview on WZBD come January 7th.
8: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
2: Thank you. That was... Head coach Steve Spicer of the Owen Valley Patriots. And uh, Rex, you ever been to Owen County? I have not. I have not. So we got all kinds of things to learn. Spencer, Indiana. I've never been to Spencer, Indiana. He did say Spencer, Indiana. So, uh, you know, really exciting. Uh, A few notes. You know, Oak Hill's a team that finished third last year. I think they're really good. Uh, This was a tough choice. Uh, But I am excited to see what Owen Valley can do. I know that last year... After they lost to Monrovia, they felt like they had no choice but to be left out. But I think they thought that they were one of the top eight teams in in 2A. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Well, your work has just begun because putting the 12th team in, that's the easy part.
1: Now seeding 12 teams in four different classes, that's where your tough work comes in. Yeah,
2: but there is something to be said about having just 12 teams in front of you and being able to start with one at the top and move teams to the bottom and not having to look through 93 um thankfully this year there wasn't anybody that was off my radar that jumped onto it at the very end but when you're trying to look through everybody you know you could be lazy and look at the 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 team state scoring from march and only pick the next three or four teams and then disregard everybody else on the list but that's really not why we set up this format in the first place. Well, teams change from year to year. And Absolutely. Don't look at last year's. And so I think that format has helped, and I certainly think that all of these coaches that we're talking to tonight would agree. You have a live for this segment? In a No, period? we're good with the Fort Wrestling Facility oh, we already. Check them out in January.
1: With that, we're going to send it back to studio. Steve Rouse running the board for us. We'll be back with our third period and the 3A selection right after these messages here on WZBD.
2: The staff at Haggard, Hershey, and Zelt Funeral Home is honored to serve the community we love and live in.
4: Locally owned and operated by Ryan Hershey and Eric Zelt, we understand that each family we serve and each life lived tells a unique story. Our goal is to offer comfort, care, and dignity to all who entrust their loved ones to our care.
6: We are proud to call Adams County our home and look forward to serving you for generations to come. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday, where you get the best savings. Come on, guys. It's where your friends shop.
4: Decatur Package Liquors, with the best service and variety in town, now with locations in Monroe, Burn, and Markle. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com.
1: Welcome back to the Hager Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and Dane, Amy has carried like... Ten plates full of wings in front of me here tonight. I didn't have the wings tonight. Those but boys are busy. They look bigger. They look better every time we walk by. I told Peyton and the boys back there. I said, that get ready. you got a full night of cooking in front of you. And I think they enjoy. They'd rather be busy than not.
2: Well, we're here in the third period, and we are about to reveal the eighth team. We've got to remember that there are 12 teams in 1A, 12 teams in 2A. And then a few years ago, we split 3A into two separate classes. And so we went from 12 teams in 3A to 8 in 3A and 8 in 4A. And they're split up. I believe the 2,000 students' enrollment is the split between 4A and 3A. Uh, 3A was an interesting class to begin with. You've got some teams who are trying to compete up with the big boys and some other teams who are just trying to compete in 3A. And uh, it's been an interesting one. Our finalists for 3A were Columbus East, Greenfield Central, and Mount Vernon-Fortville. And we are pleased to announce that the final team in 3A is going to be Greenfield Central. And we are joined by the head coach of Greenfield Central, Mr. Josh Holden. Congratulations, Coach. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your season and how you think you got here to this place to be uh, invited as the last team in.
0: Yeah, well, I think we... We just have a, a great group of guys that wrestle, um, young ladies wrestling now, and managers helping us out. Parent support, community support—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been a great 19 years for me being part of the Greenfield Central community. And um, you know, we we wrestle a tough schedule. I think that was a big part of the committee's decision. Um, you know, all of our losses are to to really really good good teams: Cathedral, Perry, Warren, um, and you know, we've we've wrestled well enough to, to be able to beat some really good teams. So um these these kids deserve it. They've been working really hard and you know I couldn't couldn't think of a better group of individuals to get this on.
2: Now I think you were uh at a distinct advantage because I think you were one of the teams that got uh I think you're one of the teams that got uh underway this season about as early as possible. You guys wrestled right away at Elwood, right? November 17th, 18th, something like that? Absolutely, yep. And that's where you guys saw Delta?
0: That's where we got to wrestle Delta, absolutely.
2: So where has your team gotten better from then until now?
0: Uh, well, we uh, going into Delta, we didn't have our heavyweight. Um, he was injured. And we, we had had another weight class um, I'll just say some some personal issues where the kid kind of left and then and was able to come back. And while he was gone, we had some kids bumping around and just trying to make our lineup as strong as we could. And you know that when that kid came back and you know returned to the family, which we loved, he uh, you know we we got to bump some guys back down into some normal weight classes. And you know it's it makes us stronger. And you know for for the situation that kid was in, him coming back and. Uh, his team opening their arms to him. It's just a, pretty, it's a really special thing. This is a special group of kids. They deserve it.
2: Now, one thing that I've uh, I've noticed throughout looking at your resume at a, as it's built this year, uh, you've said more in some of your losses, I think, than you've said in some of your wins. Uh, you've picked up 22, 25, 27 points against some teams like Warren Central and Perry Meridian and Cathedral, and sometimes while those aren't wins, and we just talked to, South Adams head coach, Jesse Gaskell, you know, he lost to Cowan on Wednesday, but he proved something. Can you speak a little bit about those losses that you suffered, but the, the, the points that you scored?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's a couple things that I think go into it. Number one, I think it shows that we're, we're battle tested. We're going to wrestle the cathedrals and the Warrens and the Perrys and the carmels and the deltas, you know, you can't just, cause they're a small school, you don't take they're a very darn good team. And, uh, you know, we we want to wrestle those guys. We don't go and, you know, wrestle teams that we know we can beat or at least think we can beat. We want to wrestle teams that we're not sure if we can beat and go in there with an attitude that we do know we can beat and and wrestle with them. And the other thing, I think, is we got kids on our team that like to pin people. And it's, I think mean, it shows up in team scores. There's been some some dual meets that were, they were knocked down, drag out. And if we didn't have pinners on our team, then we were going to be in big trouble. And it's, it's. Pretty cool thing to watch.
2: So this past weekend, you guys were off, correct? Yes, sir. But before that, you picked up a big win over over uh, Columbus East. Yes, sir. So you know, picking up a head-to-head win over a team that you're competing for that last spot. I mean, how did you prepare your uh, young men for for that battle against the Olympians?
0: Well, really, we don't do anything different. Um, you know, we try to talk to the kids you're gonna wrestle big matches and you know I said it today in regards to whether or not we'd get chosen for this you know there's no such thing as pressure there's only opportunity and if you don't want the opportunity why are you doing it um, and we don't really prepare for big matches any different than we do you know the ones that maybe don't seem as big because you never know you know who can beat you so we you know we prepare every match the best we can we try to wrestle smart we try to wrestle hard and you know, we know Columbus East dang been dang good program. Coach Cooper does a great job, and um, we knew it was going to be a tough tough duel, you know, so we just we prepared the way we always do, and we went out, and, you know, that day we were better, and that's, that's what counted, so.
2: Now, Coach, did you have some young men listening to our show when we made the announcement?
0: Uh, we, we have a, a small gathering.
2: That's good. That's good. Hey, you guys have a match against Ron Colley scheduled, I see. Um, that 's going to be after the seating, so that 's going to be an interesting one because we 're going to have that tournament seated, uh, and then you guys are going to wrestle uh, Ron collie correct so that 's just a few days before team state our um, did you guys already have a full schedule?
0: Yes, yep our schedule's full and you know we 've wrestled Ron Colley for years.
2: so you guys will have uh, to drop uh, 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 a dual meet then or a, a tournament for a Saturday.
0: Yep, yeah, we will drop. Uh, we're in the North Central Invitational um, on the 7th, so we'll drop that and, and accept the bid to the team state.
2: So your last uh, chance to impress the seating committee will come at Connersville, correct? Correct. So tell us a little bit about how you prepare your young men for uh, the Spartan Classic.
0: Well, obviously, I, I love that tournament. Um, it, I went to it in high school. I wrestled at it, and I never won it. I just always... You know, looked at that as such a, a tough tournament in so many ways. It's two days. You wrestle kids from all over the state, small schools, big schools. It's just one of my favorite tournaments. And, you know, the big thing for us is it's different in that we're going to go stay, you know, in a hotel and you know, our, our routine changes a little bit, but our preparation doesn't. We still train the same way. We still go with the same, you know, mindset. And um, one of the things I love the most about it is if you do take an early loss, what's your attitude? What's your mentality coming back are you mentally tough enough to get your butt going and win five six matches for our team score and get yourself back into you know third fourth place and and you know show show a little gumption and grit
2: now coach if my memory serves me right you're an old lc guy right uh
0: very old lc guy.
2: <laughs> um a state champ correct if i remember right like 98 99
0: Yep, blessed to be part of the the state champ
2: crew uh, last year at Market Square Arena, Coach. Yeah, this is Rex. Brewer. If
1: you came through that Connersville tournament back in those days, I more than likely refereed your match. I did about 15 straight years at the Connersville uh, Invitational, and that, that like you said, that is one of those. That's the uh, Al Smith of the South, and uh, used to be, I think, that team that uh, term was a little bit tougher. You know, Cathedral was there, uh, Lawrence North was always there. Um, there's some big teams down there, and then. It got a little bit soft, but uh, some of those teams end up going up to Al Smith to pick up different converse, uh, competition, but uh, that Connorsville Spartan Classic, uh, I have 15 t-shirts still in my drawer at home from uh, refereeing those, and uh, it, it was it was a really nice tournament back in the day.
0: Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's um, And, you know, and back in the you know, way back when where we wrestled there, and, you know, it was... There were bigger schools, and it was just, it seemed a little more concentrated. And now, it, to me, it just seems like you get these individuals from all over the state that come in and just make it a special thing. No, it may not be, you know, I got to beat Cathedral, but I got to beat the kid from this school over here who maybe, you know, they don't have 10 good kids, but maybe they got five or six studs. And I just think it's an interesting tournament. It's our only individual tournament other than our conference. Um, so everything else is dual meets, and I just think it's a really special day or a couple days
2: um, around the holidays, so I love it. And the word on the street is this year it's going to be on track wrestling. Can you confirm that?
0: That is what I'm being told by my other Lawrence Central alum, Nick Hall.
2: That that would be an impressive feat because that's something (laughs) we've been fighting for a long time. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, Coach, I hope that you're uh, a bit relieved tonight as you lay your head on your pillow, and uh, you guys have done a lot in the last four weeks. And I look forward to seeing what you can do at Connersville. And uh, I look forward to seeing you wrestle because I'm going to be there at Franklin on January 7th. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us and and tell your boys good work.
0: Thank you guys. God bless
2: you. So there you go, Rex. That was Josh Holden from the Greenfield central Cougars and they are the last team in for 3A. Now,
1: how are you going to roll with this? Are you going to announce 4A right while we're in this segment? Well, so we do that, have... So that we
2: can still make the radio segment? We do have uh, uh, a few minutes, and I don't think there's a whole lot of mystery to who the last 4A team is, and it's going to be the Perry Meridian Falcons as they continue their uh, run of being at the new Coaches Association Team State every year that it has existed. There's only three schools, Rex, that have been in, every year, I believe. Adam Central, moder and Perry Meridian. So congrats to Coach Shetley and Perry Meridian Falcons. Uh, Marion County champs. Did you ever referee a Marion County tournament? I did not. I was smarter than that. <laughs> I, uh, I attended a few of them, and I was watching uh, Perry and Warren on track for that. Uh, Warren was out to a, a big lead early. They led by maybe 12 or 15 points heading into the finals. Perry stormed back, took the lead, and then Warren came back, I believe, and either cut it to one or took the lead themselves. And I think Perry Meridian won by by three or four points. But um, Perry, an awfully good dual team this year, and uh, I've got them ranked pretty highly in the overall rankings, and I I think they're going to be very competitive. Uh, The thing is, that 4A field... Man, is Crown Point good.
1: Now, Dane, there was a, there was a couple of years where I think I'd lost my mind, and I went to the region and, and refereed the Doonland Conference for about three Build seasons. Oh, D.A.C.? Oh, man, you talk about uh, people in the crowd getting crazy. It's, uh, that's a rough place to work, and uh, I lasted about three seasons there and, and got
2: the heck out of Dodge. Well, right now, in my mind, uh, there is a group of two at the top of 4A, and that's Crown Point and Brownsburg. Center Grove's right there with them and well-deserved third spot. And then Perry Meridian's in the fourth spot. They haven't lost a duel yet. Uh, They haven't been beaten by anybody yet. They got a win over Columbus East. They beat Greenfield Central, Coach Holden's team, by 15. They beat Carmel by 10. Um, I've got Cathedral and Modern Day behind them, but talk about a loaded field. And and, and teams that are not the size
1: to be up in that thing, the Belmont, Seattle, Central, South Adams, you know that those
2: smaller schools cannot compete with those massive teams that, that those guys build. So of the eight teams in the 4A field, uh, those are eight of my top ten overall in the state. I mean, that's going to be the best set of dual teams that you're going to see. Talk to Coach Obern a little, a little bit. You know, his homestead Spartans are in 4A, and uh, he really likes where his team is heading. And uh, he was talking earlier about, man, how, how good of a field – is this? Talking about some of the teams at Crown Point and Brownsburg wrestled this past weekend and some of the things that they have planned over holidays. Uh, It's going to be a great tournament and I know Brownsburg did a great job of hosting that and really making it an event and I know you're going to be able to uh, tune in. I believe they'll have it live streamed and there's some other things going on and last year they delayed the finals so that after 3A and 2A and 1A were all done, you could still tune in and and watch the 4A.
1: You know, that's one of those things that you think, I've got a really good team, and then you stop, and you look at those teams, like, how do I score a a point? How do I score a point?
2: Absolutely. So, uh, Rex, we didn't have any free oil changes to give away this week. No. The young men didn't uh, quite. uh, Sam Walpert was as close as we got with five. I saw South Adams had a really good tournament. They had a lot of pins, but they got down to business Bidness. It was it Bidness. was T2 pin. That was it. There were no T2, E1, T2 pins. It was all right through. So Coach Gaskell, not looking to give anybody a free oil change. But uh, we do have to Starfires.
1: give the live spot to uh, Johnny's 8-3 to oil. And uh, last week we did have a winner. And uh, just always remember, must be present to win. There's a big crowd here. We get the big crowd tonight here and nobody wins. <laughs>
2: I know. That's just the way it goes. Um, but you'll join us, uh, our next show here, uh, for... Uh, this location is going to be the team state bracket reveal, and I know we'll have just as many people here. I heard the rumor that Gary Myers is going to be here in the he, house. He threatened
1: you. He went into big time wrestler mode and was threatening you, or something like that. It's going to be a fun time. With that where the third period has ended. We're going to send it back to studio Steve Rouse on the board back with our overtime period, where Dan's going to tell you what all's going on on WZBD this week here at High School Wrestling Weekly. <laughs>
2: DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair.
7: Hi it's Jesse from Heller Nursery. If you've never been to our greenhouses, now is the time to come. We grow over 4,000 poinsettias, and it's a sight worth seeing. Heller Nursery also cuts fresh greens and makes wreaths daily for the Christmas season. Heller Nursery has a great selection of houseplants and pottery all winter long. Houseplants and gift cards make great Christmas gifts. Heller Nursery is located outside of Decatur, just off of 224. Just follow the signs. Heller Nursery opens seven days a week.
1: Welcome back to Hagar Hershey's Health High School Wrestling Weekly. And, Dane, we just had a, a near mishap here. We had a bucket of empties down, dead soldiers on the ground. But uh, just a bottle, of, a bucket of bottles that uh, went down. And We got that all cleaned up here. But uh, everybody seems to be having a great time tonight, Dane, and uh, along with the uh, people. There's the crowd. And... Uh, I did hear that roar of the crowd come through his phone. He had some people hanging out there. I know. That was All exciting. of a sudden, everybody in our, oh, everybody in our crowd was like, what was that? It was roar of the crowd through his phone. But and that's the excitement. And I'm certain that you'll get some videos from those coaches out there that uh, uh, made
2: a reveal on. Well, we certainly remember last year when Cascade made it in and uh, how much Coach Harris – was excited for his team to, to to get that spot. We're going to be talking to Coach Harris here on the podcast and maybe here before we go off the air. But I do want to tell you that we've got a really exciting schedule this week with Adams County versus Adams County matchups in three different disciplines. First, it's going to be Adams Central at Belmont on Tuesday. That'll be roughly a 7 o'clock start for the pregame. And Rex, calling a little basketball on Tuesday oh. night. Dane, why do you do this to me? Oh, uh, we needed somebody. It was. I'm glad that you jumped in. That'll be boys basketball. Ethan Poling just picked up point number 1,000 for the Adams Central Flying Jets. And uh, Belmont's got a really athletic team. That'll be a pretty competitive game, though, won't it? Absolutely. Kay. Yes, I would expect that to be a very good game. And you and Lou Koning will be on the call. And then Lou will be heading down to Adams Central to join Mike Mockey as we get the South Adams at Adams Central Girls game. And that's got an interesting twist now because those two teams drew each other in the first round of the ACAC tournament. And they'll be playing again on January 10th. So just three weeks difference between those games. On Wednesday, then after that game, we will join the number one-ranked Purdue Boilermakers as they take on New Orleans. And then on Thursday, we can't call the Jeff Brom show anymore. <laughs> the, the Purdue, uh, the Purdue, Purdue Football, Football Coaches, Coaches show. show. Bowl game preview uh, is actually going to be taped delayed because we don't want to cut in at all to your pre-match sequence as Adam Central hosts the Belmont Braves. and That's a Thursday? That is on Thursday. If the okay. snow holds off, we will have that match for you, and it's going to be a barn burner. And as cold as it's going to be, you're going to need to burn some. We're, we're going to have to talk to Coach
1: Myers and make sure he gets a team back. He was so beat up and sick the other night. I mean, he was befuddled with who he's going to put in a mat, and he, he didn't know half those kids' names, and they were on a Matt Russell varsity
2: for him. <laughs> That might be an exaggeration, but it's fine. I always on, do. on Friday, then, we will have the Pacers taking on the Heat and then a whole bunch of Christmas music on Saturday and Sunday. Then, as soon as Christmas is over on Monday the 26th, the Chargers will play the Colts. Rex, we're not going to make any Colts comments tonight. Oh, man. And I felt then, so bad last yesterday. Golly. On Tuesday, the Belmont boys will be at Northeastern. Ed Thurman will be on the call, and that will be followed by the Pacers as they host Atlanta. And then on Thursday morning, join me live from Mishawaka High School as I'll bring you the updates for who the number one seeds are, where Belmont is in the bracket, and some nice interviews as we take our High School Wrestling Weekly program on the road. If you're out there and listening and you want to be a guest let me know. It's a cool place to sit and talk wrestling up there in that little uh, perch up there. We'll have Purdue basketball later that night and then on Friday we'll be bringing you the placement rounds of the Al Smith invite and that will lead us directly into Belmont at South Adams uh, in basketball. So lots and lots of Adams County versus Adams County basketball action here and wrestling in the next two weeks. Well let's dial up uh, Coach Quinn Harris
1: here of Cascade and then uh, in the podcast section we'll We'll bring the local boys on. We'll bring uh, Barry Humble and uh, Coach Gaskell back on. To, I, I think Barry's feet have almost touched the ground so far. but with that, all let's give Thankfully, he doesn't
2: jump too high because this is a low ceiling.
1: Let's give a call here to Coach Harris. Hello. Hey, Coach Harris, Rex Brewer, and Dane Filling with the High School Wrestling Weekly. How are you this evening?
9: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: We're great. We're uh, great. Um, we're on the air here now and uh, we're just going to get your uh, opinion of some of the uh, selections that have made it in for these uh, classes for the the final vote in and and how exciting for some of these teams do you think this is to to be selected to be part of this field?
9: I mean I know how excited our group of boys was last year so I can't imagine how excited some of these guys are and uh, a lot of these teams had uh, some more successes we did last year to get their way in. I mean You guys just talked to Coach Holden in Greenfield Central. They've had an awesome start to their season to earn their way in. Like you said, beating Columbus East um, head-to-head was a a really good win against another team who was trying to get in, which is kind of what we did with South Adams out at Newcastle last year. And we beat Centerville, which is what South Adams just did, beating Bluffton. So some of these teams making some signature wins early um, really helped them get in this, this tournament.
2: Now, Coach, this is Dane Filling here. One thing that I really appreciate about you this year, you've really been following some of those storylines and the ins and outs of uh, of who's up for a spot and who's wrestling who. And I know Indiana does a great job of, of being able to look at the schedule uh, down the road, but you've been pretty involved in, in checking out these teams.
9: Yeah, it's fun to... I, like I said last year, man, I've been at a big school for so long. And honestly, like... I was talking to my dad about it the other night. Like at Avon, our, our dual schedule and our dual meet team was so set every week because we had guys who were at certain weights. There wasn't many movable parts. And these small schools do, they have movable parts because it's hard to fill a full team. And, and the small school energy is just different. We had um, another Cato night this year uh, for one of our kids that passed away a couple of years ago. And we sold 127 t-shirts and had an awesome duel against Northmont where the stands were probably as full, if not more full, than a Friday night basketball game. So just seeing things like that, I mean, that crowd's bigger than a crowd. I got Avon when I was in high school, and that's saying something.
2: (laughs) Now, Coach, last year you busted out the baby blue blazer for the Team State tournament. I, I heard Coach Gaskell talking about perhaps a black and gold checkered blazer that he might wear to Team State. What do you think of that?
9: I think that'd be awesome.
2: I think that would be good for him. Maybe one for the whole coaching staff.
9: <laughs> we, we found ours. Ours were some cheapos. I'm not going to lie to anybody. We got ours off Amazon because it was a, a vote-in thing. We didn't know if we were getting in, but we wanted to do something cool if we did get in. So we literally, right after we got voted in the next morning, we all got our blazers off the Amazon for like 80 bucks, and uh, they ended up looking pretty good.
1: Hey, Dane, I think I have an idea. What you do is Jesse Gaskell will take a strip of clothing in the color of every team that Barry Humble is coached for, (laughs) and it will be like uh, Dolly Parton's coat of many colors, and he'll weave that together, and that's what he will wear. It's the coat of Barry Humble colors.
2: Well, Coach, one thing that I think I will miss from Martinsville last year, we will not be sitting on each other's laps, hopefully, when we're at Franklin this year.
9: That's one thing I worry about. I feel. Have you been to Franklin before?
2: I have been there, but not to the gym.
9: Okay. Well, the field house. I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like those bleachers are smaller than the bleachers that were at Martinsville. Now I know it's a bigger field house. Like it's more area, and this year there won't be as many mats, so that helps. But I've all I've said it since they. Said that it was going to be at Franklin. That I feel like the bleachers that are inside Franklin's Fieldhouse are smaller than the bleachers that were in Martinsville's last year, and that worries me.
2: Well, one thing that I can say is this tournament's come a long way from when it was very first year at Westfield, when there weren't even any permanent stands, and they just rolled some uh, six-level bleachers in between the mats, and everybody had to stand behind a rope. So I think it speaks a little bit to what Team State has become. In 11 or 12 it was years.
9: Ball State, right? Then because after that, it was at like Ball State for one year. At two different uh, gyms or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's come a long way. Well, coach, hang on here for a second as we sign off, and we'll talk to you more here on the podcast. Perfect. So, with that, the uh, radio version
1: has ended. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors. I'd like to thank Steve Rouse for running aboard for us, as always, as the. Uh, Haggard Hershey's Eld High School Wrestling Weekly. Our radio edition on WZBD has ended, but once again, stay tuned as there's lots of sports. As I always say, we are the leader in sports in Adams County. Tune in next Sunday night for High School Wrestling Weekly. Uh, we've kept Coach Quinn Harris on the phone, and, uh, Dane, we probably bring uh, Coach Gaskell back in here as well at some point in time. and uh, maybe he's, bring... he's scratching
2: his head trying to find a blazer that'll fit him. <laughs> Well, Coach, you've got uh, two holiday tournaments coming up, right? You wrestle this week, and then you wrestle the following week?
9: Yep, we wrestled this Wednesday and Thursday, and then we wrestled the following Wednesday and Thursday. And it was actually funny when I was, like, doing our schedule at the beginning of the year. Our first tournament of the year was actually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We don't wrestle many Saturdays this year. We wrestled a lot of Wednesdays, though, because that's what night our dual meets were on as well. So, uh yeah, we wrestled this Wednesday and Thursday at Rensselaer. I believe uh, uh, Coach Hickman's keeping the, the draw a little bit of a secret, but he's told me that we'll, we'll see Hamilton Heights first thing, and we'll see them uh, in the third round, and there will be four duels on day one because we're running JV in the morning and varsity in the afternoon. I believe it's a 2 p.m. Central time start. Uh, so four duels in the afternoon and then five duels the next morning, so nine duels over two days. And now, then uh, – the following week will be at um, Mooresville with Helen Valley.
2: Now, that tournament um, at Rensselaer is a tournament that Adam Central uh, backed out of. They were actually going to be in school, in session, both the days of the tournament. So they had to find something else because they couldn't miss two days of finals. But, uh, you know, you guys and the Jets look like you might be on a bit of a collision course.
10: It, it
9: looks like we might be, man. Uh, And it would be interesting. We saw them for fifth and sixth last year and didn't get it done. We were kind of banged up at the end of the day after a long day at Team State. Um, And then we saw them again down at Disney Duels. So we're starting to become familiar with each other after uh, a year of success. And it looks like we may be in a collision course for uh, the semifinals if the rankings hold true to the seeding.
2: Now, I made a big fashion faux pas last week. I wore my Belmont wrestling shirt to school, and then I didn't change my clothes, and I showed up at the ACAC duels with my Belmont wrestling shirt on. The other day I had my Cascade wrestling shirt on when I was uh, teaching shop class in the morning. You may may have to send some more swag to me and Rex now that you guys are back in for Team State for a second year.
9: I can make that happen, and you said you'll be at 1A, 3A, so I can definitely make that
2: happen. I, sure will I will be there. I will happily deliver Rex's T-shirt to him, too.
1: Hey, Coach, Perfect. it's one of, those, one of the things when we uh, open up our uh, online store again, you'll have to get you some uh, uh, High School Wrestling Weekly swag. As, uh, we had the, uh, we had the uh, online store open. It sold about 56 pieces of swag. So uh, you might see Dane and I's faces on some T-shirts around the
2: state here now.
9: Well, I'll make sure I'll be representing one of those T-shirts with your guys' face. <laughs>
2: uh, Rex, coach, told me he he almost drove up today just to <laughs> really? just to be part of the uh, of the festivities. So, well, coach, we, we look we
9: were f- having a voting party tonight, so I figured it, it might be fun to go and see everybody else get excited.
2: Well, we're certainly looking forward to uh, maybe talking to you again here in a couple weeks as we reveal the bracket.
9: That would be awesome. You guys, well, let me know. I'd be happy to join.
2: I tell you what, it,
1: it's it's a it's a routine that uh, the Cal Barons have uh, started. As uh, Coach Tanner Bowman was here last week as our guest, and he went home and he told all of his coaches, It said, staff meeting at the Double Eagle. Uh, no excuses must be there. So uh, he and his group came down tonight and supported us as well. So
9: Maybe we'll have to bring the whole staff up. I'm not exactly sure how far Bluffton is from Cascade, but Decatur, we might be able to make Decatur, it the big D town.
2: D <laughs> town. You don't want to go to Bluffton. There's nothing exciting there.
9: (laughs) Nothing exciting in Bluffton. Good to know.
2: That's right. Well, Coach, thank you for joining us, and uh, we wish you luck both at Rensselaer this week and uh, the following week also.
9: Yep, and we'll see you here in a couple weeks in Franklin.
2: Sounds great. Well, there you go, Rex. We've got uh, 40 teams who are in, and we've got some disappointed teams, I'm sure. But uh, not everybody can make it in, and uh, I think the litmus test always when we have these last vote-ins is did we vote in a team who's going to be able to compete, who's going to be able to finish better than 12th place or 8th place, and uh, I think that if you look at this group of four teams, I don't see Perry Meridian finish in 8th, and I don't see Greenfield Central finishing in 8th, and I really don't think that... Uh, South Adams or Owen Valley are going to finish in 12th place. I think you've got teams who who are, are are going to compete and have shown that they can beat teams that are already in the field and I think that's kind of kind of where you want to be. You know, like I tell all these coaches, it's like I told Jesse,
1: making it in is not the hard part. I mean, making it in as the 12th, the, as the 8th or the 12th team into that bracket uh, that's that's hard. I mean, it's it's that's just the first step, and I got to come in. and I got to wrestle it.
2: Yeah, and the, for South Adams, they've seen some of the teams at the top, and you know a lot of them are local to the Fort Wayne Semi-State, and they certainly know what they've got their work cut out for them. Um, but even down, you know, at uh, or up at the at the 3A and the 4A level, you know, Perry Meridian, great start, undefeated season, Marion County champs, and now they're looking at that Crown Point and Brownsburg lineup, thinking, okay. What do we do to try to compete with those teams, and, and, and what does that look like? So. And, then, and then
1: you're Tim Myers, last year's 2A defending state champions, and then you get a round of sickness and injuries, and you get blown out three matches in a row. I mean, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow, but you recover from that, and he, I, I think he comes in with a with a whole new revised look at that team. By the time Team State rolls around, he'll be back
2: clicking it off. Well, I think Coach Myers knows that he's got a team capable – of repeating, and I think he knows that it, he's either going to have the team or he's not. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to lie and tell you that the team that wrestled Snyder is going to finish top four in two A. They're yeah. not, they're not going to. But you bring all those guys back together, um, you get Chandler Thomas in there, you get some of those other names in there, and I guarantee you that, uh, that some of those top teams. Um, Delta, Jay County, they're not going to want to wrestle Belmont in that one-eight-two-seven, or yeah. even in the semifinals. Uh, Belmont's going to be a tough a tough out. You know, that's going to be a tough matchup between T. Myers and E. myers
1: That It is. It'll be a battle of Myers with all kinds of Myers on the side and short J and all kinds of... I say, I say we bring in the oldest wrestling coach in the room up here. Let's get Coach uh, Humble up here. I want to talk to him about... Uh <laughs> We, this the 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 bar is wheelchair access <laughs> it is wheelchair access but uh let, let's talk to coach humble and and uh, get an idea and uh Barry and I mean you've been coaching for a long time I've refereed for you forever and it's one of those things what is your impression of what this team state has become considering that the AA had it for a few years and just lost interest in it and the coach association said this is too big not to let it happen and have stepped up and brought it back, and do you think it's where it needs to be and it's just going nowhere but up from here?
10: It's helped the whole sport of wrestling for lots of reasons that you've already alluded to. Um, There are teams who, in the old system, who would be put in a sectional, and they would never go anyplace.
1: Yeah, no no history for them. It's just
10: done. That's right. And so you get this idea. What happened with that kind of a team state format is the team says, what's the deal about wrestling in the regional? We aren't going any further. So they started saving kids and what have you, and it just got to be a little bit out of hand. This opportunity gives everybody in the state, regardless what size your school is, the same opportunity to compete. And it was such a smart move to go to 12 teams for one and two um, because there's more teams. And uh, just think all the interest that this has developed for the sport in communities that weren't necessarily in the old days a hotbed wrestling.
1: And, and it's, it's taken a lot of people and a lot of hard work uh, be behind the scenes from the coaches associations to the Pat Culp's and the Mary, Mary Fritz and those kind oh, of people yes. to bring this together because... You know, it used to be just one tournament. Yep. Now you do that four times, and they're they're running the stuff all over the states, and and like teams have stepped up, and now we we just figured out just recently who all the the uh, hosts were. We didn't know who those were when the season started. That's yeah. right.
10: Uh, it's it's just kind of fantastic um, how, how this thing kind of just snowballs, and I I I got I'm glad to be able to live long enough to see all this, <laughs> you know, but. These young coaches who are so, they, they have a, a great selling point now why you ought to be in this sport.
1: Yeah. You know, Barry, I mean, been around a long time. I mean, you know as a coach sometimes you get tired. You mm-hmm. get burned out. But uh, you've seen some of these younger coaches that have the passion yes. that you did 40 years ago.
10: <laughs> well, the, the, the interesting thing is to watch that. And then for me personally, I, I'm as excited about this As I was any of the time. That was more
1: dance moves I've seen (laughs) out of you in 40 years out here.
10: Well, you know, I was asked one time, don't you ever get tired of winning the ACAC or competing at that level? And I said, no, because it's a different group of kids. And if a coach can't get excited about the young men and young ladies that they're spending time with, who's
1: going to? You know, and you you talk about winning your conference. Uh, Belmont, for years and years, says dominated the NE8. Look what happened two weeks ago at the NE8. It's like they come in and there's a couple of injuries here and there. There was no real winner of that tournament. Everybody beat everybody and they come out. Now it's just going to be like you're going to have a piece of the pie if you win the big team tournament.
10: That's right. Uh, That's going to be an interesting approach to how you go through that individual uh, tournament. come up with the team score. Yeah, how do you seed that thing? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, it will Uh, be an uh, interesting uh, one. Well, you know what? Our good friend A.J. Calver would always say this. The kid had some quality
2: losses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Coach, I would want to talk about a little bit about Wednesday. Uh, We were there when you guys wrestled Cowan. Uh, You come up short by four points or something, but I thought Team State was so... Uh, on the minds of, of your wrestlers and was, was a part of that duel because Nathan Plattner was in tears. I mean, absolutely in tears at losing 4-2 to two to a kid that he probably didn't know existed before that night. But, like, I think he felt on Wednesday night that maybe he had cost you guys a chance at, at, at getting in. And, man, did Team State matter to him. And I know that's what we talked about uh, with... with with Coach Loshi and it's what I talked about with Coach Gaskell uh, for the paper but like, it was evident that it means something to your guys.
10: Our kids and our coaches were pretty passionate about the performance and when you can put those six freshmen out there and a and a first year, another first year wrestler and ask them to compete with somebody like that and You know, we got a great start, Um, obviously, with Silas coming and and getting that first win, and we're starting to roll the points. Isaiah Meyer, we we weren't even sure he was going to wrestle. Uh, We left it kind of up to him, and uh, he starts taking his warm-ups off, says, I'm going out there. Under normal conditions, he would probably pin the kid, but, you know, he got got us a win, and then uh, Nathan just laid it all out there, um, and like you said, he had tears in his eyes, but I was so proud of him.
1: You know, Coach, it's one of those things, uh, coaches can't control the way the matches go. And I know that Tony Abbott felt that his best wrestler was not the guy to decide the match. And you probably think that your best wrestler was not out mm-hmm. there to decide the match. But you don't have control of that. No. You, you send out whoever's next up. And, and, you know, depending on how the momentum of the match goes, it rolls down. And uh, you get two kids that maybe nobody knows who they are. And they're wrestling for the biggest match of their, of their career.
10: That's exactly right. And that's what's so cool about this sport a lot of times the the outstanding kids get a lot of attention and, and and rightly so but there's 14 people that you put out there on the mat and you know not giving up a pin is is sometimes the victory or not giving up a major you know so um, i i was just extremely pleased with our young men
2: and I, i'll even say this you know what when i was growing up team state the IHSAA team state was the pinnacle of the season for me mm-hmm. as a young kid that attended Belmont and being able to go and watch Belmont wrestle Evansville modern day it was everything and then when the team state tournament went away and the coaches association proposed this I didn't have any skin in the game uh, Belmont didn't get invited the first two years I I went just because I thought it was important to go um, but I was probably not completely sold on it until I went, and I think it was still at Westfield, and I think it was the year Adam Central wrestled Cherubusco, and it was like 30 to 30. It was the final bout of the state finals, and there was some kid from Cherubusco who was 15 and 16, and some kid from Adam Central who was 12 and 19. And everything.
1: Well, it happened in one year when they wrestled Prairie Heights in the finals. Everything and, was and, and on right, the line. And Ashley was wrestling against uh, some kid and and caught him in a pin. And and that was a match. And just the same thing as this match I was talking about. It's like two kids that nobody probably really knew. They're not the studs on a team. And just like, I'm going to ask you a question. 45 years ago this next week, when you see a kid come out to wrestle against Jimmy Fichter, who was the sectional champion year before, what do you think was going to happen in that match?
10: You kind of think you're going to win.
1: Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, forty five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> when we wrestled to a one one tie. That's right. You know that was my first varsity match ever. Ended in a one one tie with a kid who was a sectional champion, who was probably one of your best wrestlers. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. And <clears throat> the the
10: thing that we're seeing with this team state is I hate to use this word because I think it's overword, but we're building a culture that. Each school can do and to develop within, and this idea, it, 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 it's gained so much popularity that uh, it's kind of hard for me to believe that the IHSAA is just kind of. But I don't,
1: it, it, since it's not their idea,
10: they're not going to.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think they got to the point where they didn't think it was making them money. Right. And I, so. I don't think the Coach Association is doing this because they make money. No. Well, well,
2: and I think we've talked about this before, they're not because that's why we're struggling with hosts, mm-hmm. is because. There isn't money to be made, but it's still worthwhile. If there were money to be made, we would be wrestling at the Coliseum or yeah. we would be wrestling at the state fairgrounds, but there's not. That's why we're, we're you know, panning those, those costs off a little bit on some host schools just to make sure that the Coaches Association doesn't accidentally lose $5,000 on here's, a weekend.
10: Here's an, one other fact. Rex's colleagues that wear the black and white shirts, mm-hmm. the state pays them a pittance for wrestling in the state tournament series, in my opinion. It costs
1: you more to go work the tournament than you make. It costs more to be there. The
10: coaches association
1: does a better job of paying those officials because they want the best officials that they can get there. So, Barry, we appreciate you coming on, and I think it was worth the price of admission to you uh, to watch you do the happy dance when when the – ninth or tenth team that you've coached made it into the team state, but uh, I want to make sure that uh, we thank you for being on. Oh, and, uh, thank you. But I'm going to bring on Tanner Bowman down here and as, a, as a repeat, uh, as a repeat uh, visitor to our show. We're going to bring him down here and talk to him as uh, he's going to make his way down here. As uh, He's one of these you know, guys that showed up last he,
2: week. While he makes his way on, I, I think there's one comment to be made. I really liked what I heard from Steve Spicer today. The Owen Valley coach. He came on and he said, yeah, last year we thought we were in, and then we lost to Monrovia, and then we knew we weren't in. And I think coaches are starting to realize, look, there's only so much a committee or a a group of guys, a group of coaches can look at numbers and analyze it. But when it comes down to it, these are the teams who are vying for the spot. And if you don't pick up all the wins against the teams who are also vying for a spot, then you're probably out of luck.
1: So I want to bring Coach Bowman on because uh – he was our you know, first time on our show last week, and he thought enough about this place. I'll let him be the advertiser for uh, his second experience as he, he brings his coaching staff and their wives down. And uh, What do you think your experience is second time being at the Double Eagle? Oh, it's a good time. It's
6: everything you expected it would be. The food was phenomenal. Uh, all your guys' recommendations were great. Uh, Did you go with the pork tacos? Uh, my, one of my assistants went with the pork okay, tacos good. right there, him and his wife. Good went deal. Right well. Went with the nachos. One with the cheese curds myself. Ran out of
2: marinara, but we made it work. So (laughs) 10 out of 10 would recommend. So uh, uh, looking forward to your team and the program that you're building. Uh, Obviously, you guys didn't get the call tonight. But looking forward to a 3A Team State tournament bid next year, you guys start to look at your lineup, your uh, state tournament placement, where you guys are, what your schedule looks like. Next year, how much of, uh, of Team State is on your mind as you look forward to the future of your program?
6: I mean, it's heavy on our minds. Uh, I mean, we personally thought like we had the resume to get it done this year, but we had no control over the
2: schedule we had. Obviously, that's going to change. Uh, one of and the we've talked points. about that before yeah. on the show, you know. And we have talked about this on football all the time. People want to, well, you know, they don't wrestle anybody or they don't play anybody. Well, you're in a conference, you're in a conference. And that right. conference extends to every sport that you play, from tennis to girls swimming to wrestling. But you know, you've 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 got choices in wrestling, you got eighteen schedule points, and you're right, you can only do so much when it comes to the any eight duels, but but now you kinda of have an idea of what does it take, what does our schedule look like? And I you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches, it's not just who you wrestle, but when you wrestle them. Yes. You know? Yep. What you do on Tuesday doesn't get you into Team State anymore, and yep. that's the way. And now that we've got a set date, and we know what weekend Team State's going to be every year, you got to get things done before December twentieth.
6: Which, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it put us in a tough spot because I didn't get, I didn't take this job until nine days before the season. So <laughs> well, I had no, there you I, go. I mean, I had no
2: say in what the schedule was,
6: so we right. had to make the best of what we had, and. Did we have the showing at the NEA that we wanted to? No. Did we have big wins? Yes. Yep, but, but you got to do what you got to do with what you have.
2: And you guys definitely deserve credit for the win over Norwell, and it certainly speaks to where you guys are as a program. And, you know, we talked about, like when we talked to Coach Spicer from Owen Valley, they burst onto the scene last year. Most of the people in northern yep. half of the state don't even know where Owen Valley is. Make your name one year, and it takes you that second year. Like it's not there's only ten or 12, there's only twelve or eight teams who get in, and it's not it's not easy. You it, people complain. Well, it's only based on reputation. Well, yeah, I mean reputation's part of it. You, you, somebody's got to know something about you, and you got to have some background. So much of what we do in projecting teams is you look at a team and you look at what they did last year, or you look at this kid and you said this kid went to semi state last year. Okay, that automatically means I that's know one. I know that he is not going to lose to this kid right. because nobody that went to semi-state is going to – like that's all built off of uh, of what you did last year, and the, I think some of that's important. The hard part is
1: that the teams are in now. How do you see these guys? You know, Tim Myers has had a, a, a run of uh, guys that are hurt, guys that been sick and out of it. You know, they, they've suffered some losses. They're not going to get the draw. They're not going to be – ranked as the number one team in that bracket now. And there's some teams that are going to think, oh, crap, I drew them as a five seed, and that,
2: could, that t- could take me out of the chances just because they've had a couple of bad matches. And Coach Myers talked about this this week. He only wrestles two more events in between now and when the seeds are announced. Yeah. And so, you know, right now. He can't make up any ground. Belmont was without Duke Myers. They were without Austin Christner. They were without a few other guys. You know They're going to need to prove that those guys are healthy and in the lineup if they're going to be considered as part of their team for, for that seed. And that makes it really tough.
1: Well, that, that, that team that Eric Meyer says down at, at Jay County is the real deal. I mean, if somebody yes, comes in and says that they're not the number one seed, you're going to think, yeah, somebody's pulling some favorites so they grease some palms someplace. But I think that's the number one seed coming in and everybody else is going to have to deal with them.
2: Yeah, and right now I don't see how Delta doesn't end up the number two seed. I mean, they've put themselves right there. Um, They've got names that we all know, um, and and they've wrestled a schedule that, I mean, they beat Greenfield Central, who just got in as the vote in for 3A and is currently ranked number three in 3A. I mean, Delta's a team right now that sits in my overall top 20, and Rochester's the same way.
6: But I think what it ultimately comes down to is, especially for us as far as the learning experience goes, if you want to be in, earn it the year before. I mean, your team needs to earn it at semi-state, which, yes, we had seven semi-state qualifiers last year, but we had no one make the state tournament. If you want to actually get in and lock your spot in, you need to perform the year before. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I mean, let's be real. When it comes down to the next year, it's kind of he said, she said. It's an opinion. It's an evaluation of what your season has been up to the first third of the season. You have no idea what's going to happen or who's bringing back what. If you want to get in there, you might as well earn it the year before and lock yourself in.
2: And I know I just got a, a message from Joe at Indiana Matt. He said a little bit of heat coming out from teams thinking they should be in. He said that means people care, and I think that's a great, <laughs> that is a great point. You're not wrong. They, they do care. They and do. If, they're, if, they're, if they care enough to be mad that they didn't get in, then I think that says a lot about the, the, the state tournament that There's we're running. There's people
6: watching.
1: Then
2: you'd better do
1: something about it. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're, if you're mad, go do something about it. This year. Yeah.
6: Don't wait till next year. Do it this year. And personally, I mean, that's what our staff was talking about back there is, well, we didn't get in this year. We weren't even in the final mention. So let's go make our voices known. And let's, it's up to the kids now. Let's make it happen.
2: Well, Rex, it's been quite a show. I, uh, I I really appreciate the coaches that jumped on and joined us both on the phone and live. I give a big shout-out to everybody on the vote-in committee. It was not easy. It was not an easy week. A lot of conversations. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to, uh, shout to Coach Myers at Jay County as we had a lot of conversation about what teams deserve to spot, um, a, a lot of critical just thinking and and looking at teams and saying, hey, are we sure this team doesn't belong here? And then you look at it and you say, no, I I think this loss shows that they don't belong here. And it is difficult because it's a big state. I mean, you talk about Hobart, and then you talk about some of the teams that are down on the Ohio River, and they they don't have any common opponents, and a lot of that does come with, like you said, reputation and, and, and understanding, okay, if Hobart beat Chesterton, I know Chesterton is, a, a, is, a, is something that, that I know something about. Um, you know, Terre Haute South is a team that's sort of on the rise. Somebody was using a win over Terre Haute South as, as their data point. Well, now that we know something about Terre Haute South, that means something now. Uh, Owen Valley, they had, they had matches that mattered, and we didn't know much about them before they, they, they came onto the scene last year. Cascade is a team that's burst onto the scene. So lots and lots of teams who are, are, are coming on and, and making team state a priority.
1: You know, on January 8th, you can say I told you so when it comes down to who <laughs> who, who, believe, who belongs in there. I mean, go ahead, Brad Dane. What was your percentage of uh, your uh, rankings after you had them all ranked and how they came out last year?
2: Well, last year, 3A was the one that really upset the cart, and there were some, some different things that went on with that. But it was a great tournament, and I expect nothing but the same. I don't know about you, Coach, but that Crown Point team looks unbeatable right now at four A. But I think Crown Point and Brownsburg are one-two, and I don't think they'll care too much which side of the bracket they're on right now. I think most people think that Crown Point's better, and they'll end up probably the one seed unless something unless something happens. Unless
6: they end up opposite of each, or if they don't end up opposite of each other, something obviously went wrong. But between those two, having eight placers at the Ironman, I know that's that's enough said right there. If you know anything about Real wrestling, especially in Ohio or nationally just I, I personally had my college roommate was a round of 12-er at the Iron Man he said the next day Division one schools were calling him if that tells you anything about the Iron Man and placing at it what it provides for you as a wrestler yeah
2: and that's something that Indiana wrestling didn't really have no. at the high school level ten years ago nope. and it was a,
6: it was a fantasy
2: we've we've elevated ourselves to that point where Sometimes it feels like we 're not all playing the same sport, no, um, and uh, but it, you know it speaks to and you know we, we haven 't really gotten into talking about college wrestling on this show, but as soon as we flip the calendar here, and especially once we get past the team state portion of this show, um, I know the three of us sitting at this table are super excited about the big Ten season absolutely what 's on BTN um, all of those things, but um, it 's going to be. It's going to be an interesting set of tournaments, and I know I'm excited. Uh, I'll give another plug to WZBD. Uh, we were talking with Coach Humble as we just about put him into tears, Rex. Um, you but had to stop. WZBD <laughs> recognized, and I'll give a shout-out to our station owner, that that Cowan match was worth covering on Wednesday, and I'm glad that we were there, even though Jesse changed the date without telling us. Yeah, thanks, um, Jesse. But... Uh, uh, I'll I'll say the same thing about uh, uh, what the station has done for Team State, and we went to our station owner and said we're going to need to cover this from two separate venues this year. Maybe next year it'll be different, but uh, I have a feeling that we're going to end up rather than switching one board to the next. I'm going to end up calling you for some of those matches. Yeah, we'll just jacket right in and it, just we'll like we do these. and we'll do it the the old-fashioned way, like I did last year. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and. Uh, Coach, where are you that weekend? On, you're going to Garrett? We'll be at the Bill Kerbal. You're going at the Bill Kerbal. You right? know, and that's one, thing,
6: that's one thing. Coach, Tom old stomach grounds.
1: Teams have to understand, if you make the commitment to want to get in team state, you have to be willing to hold that either that weekend open yep. or be willing to call somebody and said, I got in team state, I'm not coming. And teams that are hosting those tournaments have to understand that, that it means something because they, they have the ability to uh, either make it themselves or you put that tournament on a different weekend.
6: Which for us, our host, New Haven, they're in it. Yeah. So their B team's going to be there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And since we're on the podcast here, I'll bring it up. Uh, very interesting. There's a storyline there with New Haven. Um, you know, they qualified with the points for Juliana Ocampo. She's not there anymore. Uh, I think they're probably destined for the number eight seed in the, uh, the 3A tournament. Uh, Clark's no longer wrestling. He's her. Um, Doster. Doster's injured. Um, it's going to be interesting to see whether New Haven stays into that tournament or whether uh, they bow out and head to the Bill Kerbel to take on you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we end up seeing a team like Columbus East jump in there and, and take that spot. Now, if we didn't mention it when we were on the radio portion, but the committee did vote in an alternate for all four classes. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. um, we didn't really say who that was. But Columbus East is the alternate in 3A. So if a team like New Haven were to bow out here in the next two weeks, I would imagine that Coach Cooper would gladly take um, a cancellation of another event to, to jump in. I know
6: the Barons would, just saying. <laughs>
2: okay, well, well, we'll make sure we make that <laughs> well, note. You've made the
1: brownie points by coming back down and having some extra drinks at the uh, Double Eagle with this. So like to thank Steve for running the board for us as a podcast session has went to an extra 32 minutes. And uh, everybody, tune in to listen to that podcast because there are things that happen on here. And you can't remember everything. So I listen to it every week to make sure that we get better at what we do every week, just like coaches get better at their kids. And uh, I think uh, the way that uh, Dane sets us up in the program, and I'd like to thank Joe for uh, running the graphics
2: behind the scene that we weren't watching. but uh, Yeah, I'm going to go back and watch it for sure. And I give a, a shout-out to all the people that uh, are in my life that – that listen to the podcast and provide feedback. I know Jeff Heller will be listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. Matt Monroe listens to it. Um, All those kinds of people. And uh, it's certainly a lot of fun to bring you the interviews and the people that we get to talk to. Like, I vividly remember Josh Holden winning state for LC. And I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, Really cool to see him leading a team. And they're awfully good. Greenfield Central. Like, you look at that... I mean, they've lost to Cathedral, Warren Central, um, and well, I can't remember who it. else is that. Perry, like, they've got a really good team, and they've, they've like, scored 28 points against Warren Central or Perry Meridian. Whew.
1: And uh, one other thing, this show appeals to a lot of people. I have a couple of friends that know nothing about wrestling <laughs> and listen to it every week and they text, hey, great show. And it's like, <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about, but it is entertaining. And if nothing else, Dane... We're entertaining.
2: Hey, if nothing else, if we can get Coach Gaskell to wear a blazer at Team State, Made it, a, will, it will have
1: all been worth it. His coat of many colors. <laughs> I, I know Barry's wife's working on it right now. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Th- Steve, thanks for on the board. And that's going to wrap up the uh, Hagrid Hershey's Old High School Wrestling Weekly here on WZB.